another episode of The Adrian Ross Show, or if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Gonna jump right into today's show by saying that I, I went back and forth about what I wanted to talk about today on, on the show. Now, if you know anything about what we do here, you know that as I say, from A to Z, Adrian is on it. I'm not in a particular uh, box. I'm not in a particular niche. I talk about politics. I talk about faith. I talk about education. I may talk about sports. I may talk about family. I mean, I simply am not one of those people who is in a box. It's just, it's whatever. And so because it's whatever, Sometimes it can be difficult to sort of narrow down, okay, Adrian, what do you want to, to tune into today, to, to, to dive into today? And that, and I went back and forth and back and forth, and then I settled on what we're going to talk about today. But before we completely dive in, let me stop and remind you about Guardians of Liberty, formerly We the People. Guys, listen. We are living in a time where we have got to know our rights. We have got to be willing to stand. We've got to be willing to fight. We've got to be informed. And Guardians of Liberty is all about that. If you've been listening, you know, Guardians of Liberty meets every Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m. in Jackson, Missouri at Delmonico's. And I encourage you to check it out starting on January 30th if you haven't been there yet. On January 30th, we have L. Douglas Hogan, a United States Marine Corps veteran and author, and he's talking about surviving martial law. Now you might say, ah, that's got nothing to do. I'm telling you, we better be informed. So that's January 30th. And then on February 6th, five o'clock PM at Delmonico's, come and learn survival gardening, how to monitor the Missouri legislators, and who is options for women? You're definitely going to want to check that out on February 6th. And I will talk to you more about Guardians of Liberty at the end of the show or somewhere in there. But for now, check out this message about Luxel. Start the new year off right. Start 2024 with Luxel as your search engine. Among other benefits, you get uncensored results extra privacy, and more control. That's Luxel, L-U-X-X-L-E dot com. Okay, welcome back to the show. This is a, a message, uh, rather an episode for people of faith. You know, I'm a Christian. I talk a lot about faith, among other things, as I've already, as I've already said. But this is a message for people of faith in particular. Now, if you say, well, I'm not really one of those people of faith or I'm not a committed Christian or anything like that, that doesn't mean you have to go anywhere. You are welcome. We want you to, to pull up a chair or whatever and, and listen in or watch this episode. But again, specifically, this is for people of faith. And, and, I, and I'm going to just talk. Like I said, I kind of went back and forth and I settled on this and I want to really talk about something that many of you, I imagine, can relate to. If you've been in the church, as we say, for, for a while, um, if particularly if you grew up in the church, 
unless you're, you know, really young. And even that, you know, you may be able to relate. But some of the older folks for sure probably can, I said for sure, and then I said probably, those are oxymorons, but you know what I mean. I'm guessing that many of you will be able to relate when I mention this term. It's called legalism. Legalism. Legalism is something that I was well acquainted with in my walk with God, as some of you are, or maybe most of you, if not all of you. And I came into a relationship with God, a deeper relationship with God, under the umbrella of certain rules and certain regulations that we later came to recognize as legalism. And I don't say any of this to bad mouth anybody who practices what I'm going to talk about, because I don't have anything bad to say about those individuals. I, I just don't. It's not about that. You know, I, I know people who who walk in what I would call legalism as I did, and they love God. They're on fire for God. They're they're being used by God, and and, and I'm sure they're going to be in heaven. Um, you know, they're 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 people of God. They're born again Christians. Many spirit filled Christians. Um, so I want to, I want to say that just to, to get that part off the table, but I am going to say that I know what it is to, to have walked in legalism. And, and, and by that, I mean, you couldn't, my experience was if you were a woman, you couldn't wear pants, you couldn't wear, um, makeup, you couldn't wear jewelry. You know, it was, it was, I mean, it is funny because everything that I'm saying, it's like, it's like. If you were a woman, you couldn't. If you were a woman, you couldn't. If you were a woman, you know, a lot of the legalism had a lot to do with the women, you know, and uh, and it's just the truth, okay? It had a lot to do with women, you know, get them pants off, you don't wear those pants, that's men's clothing, you know, get that makeup off, you know, you're not some Jezebel out there, you know, no no jewelry and all that stuff. And, and I look back and um, see some of those pictures and I go, yeah, I was all, I was, I was really all in it. You know, and then in some, um, sometimes in my life, there were, there were some rules for guys like, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't have, um, like you couldn't, they couldn't have facial hair. They couldn't have mustaches and, and, and sideburns and all this other stuff. They, they weren't allowed to, to do that. And, you know, I, I went through the time in my life when, you know, you couldn't have a split in your skirt. And so, you know, you couldn't wear pants and your skirt couldn't have a split. And so, you know, people would, would sew up the split in their skirt and, or they would, you know, we would often, you know, I was no seamstress. Okay. So we would use safety pins and we would be walking like penguins, um, just trying to move, just trying to function. And then you're, you're anyway, I, I could go on, but you, you get the point and raise your hand if you've ever experienced that. And some of you are going, I ain't never experienced that. I ain't never heard nothing like that. Well, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to offend anybody, but you know, you might consider yourself fortunate if you miss some of that. Um, and there's something to be said. There's something to be said for being modest. I'm still, you can see, I'm still not big on a whole bunch of makeup and a whole bunch of gaudy jewelry and stuff like that. That's just, that's not because it makes me any more saved. I, I just, that's just not me. I'm more of a conservative kind of person in more ways than one, I guess, you know? So, and there's something to be said for, 
for being modest. There's something to be said for teaching to women that their bodies are important. In fact, I, I feel in some ways that we have stepped out of legalism and we've gone over the other direction where you see these people who are people of God, their breasts are hanging out and, and, they, and, and all that stuff going on. And, and, and that's another thing. That's another issue. Okay. But what I want to talk about today is about, you know, about my journey really out of legalism or I'm going to say out of legalism, but then I'm going to pose the question. And I ask you to pose the question in your life. Are you walking in legalism where we think that we're not, but are we? Because I found that it's difficult to get legalism out of you. Legalism, the laws and rules and, and cross the T and dot the I and you're not saved if and take the earrings off and you can't have the pants and the, all the rules and the regulations. We, we, we think that when that God shot, you know, he, when he put the, when he said, I'm going to shine the light on, on this and, and allow them to see what is true. And we're like, oh man, I'm out, I'm out of legalism. And you realize that legalism is not out of you because it runs so, so deep. And I'm having this conversation, not just to talk about the past, but to talk about legalism today, even that's, that we may not even be aware is still a very much a part of the church and very much a part of people of faith and why that is not a good thing. Okay, why it's why it's harmful even in the church in reaching people and in just our lives, our lives with God. Like I said, when I when I got saved, I, I knew what it was to walk in legalism. I knew what it was to think if if you were a woman and you wore pants, you were going to hell. I, I knew what that I knew what all that was about. Okay, the earrings, all that stuff, you know. And I also know over time, what it became when all of a sudden I felt like God began to deal with me. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't think you're going to hell if, if you do X, Y, and Z. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about what, what they presented as sin. I'm not talking about major things. I'm talking about going out and fornicating and getting, you know, all pissy drunk. <laughs> Am I not supposed to say that? I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to say that. I'm, but I'm talking about certain rules and regulations that were put on the same level as salvation. And I know what it is when I begin to question that. And then I also know what it is when, when God really began to reveal to the church and the pastor where I was going many, many years ago at the time. And I, I know what it is to, to have that thought like, because see, we used to look at people in the organization that I was in many years ago, we would look at people, particularly they were women, because you couldn't really tell with the guys, because like I said, most of the rules were about women. But we would look at people when we would we would say, Oh, yeah, she's saved. Like you could, you could tell somebody was saved. They were born again. You could tell from a mile away. But it wasn't because of anything about how they were living or how they were speaking, because you didn't have to hear them speak at all. You didn't have to know them at all. You just looked at them and you would say, Oh. She's, we would say past saved, like she's real saved because she had the look. And in certain organizations, you know, women couldn't cut their hair. So in certain organizations, you could look and it would be the hair and it would be no makeup and it would be the jewelry. And it, and you could just 
tell that, you know, the person was saved because of the way they looked. They had the look, they had the walk, they had, you know, when I mean walk, I mean literal though, the gate, you know, they had all of that. And so we, we knew that. So when the Lord began to deal with me, as we begin to get counseled out and coached out, cause it gets in you and you need help getting out when you've been in all this time. And, and so, and as an organization that I had become a part of, you know, they love God, all that, but it's deep in the legalism. And so I remember when we were like, you know what, this, the whole pants thing, that's just not, that's a misunderstanding of what the scriptures are saying. And I remember I had to make myself wear pants. This is going to sound so wild if you don't know anything about how this stuff works, okay? But I remember I had to make myself. I was like, I got I to gotta get me some pants and I got to put on the pants. And I'll tell you why. Because I felt like the Lord was dealing with me because my mindset was so wrapped up in the outward appearance, how I look saved, how I look like one of those Christian women based on the rules and regulations that had been implanted within me. And so I remember making myself put on those pants, still remember going to school. I was teaching. I was in my first year of teaching when we kind of, when we stepped out of this, this legalism and I wore these pants to church, uh, to, to, um, to school, to work. I was obviously teaching. And I remember a student, two students walking in late and they froze in their tracks when they saw me, just froze. They were like, what? Cause that's not Miss Ross didn't, I didn't wear pants. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was in, I was in it. <laughs> I was in it. Right. But I had to, because I felt like the Lord said to my spirit, people know you're a Christian because of the way you look on the outside. Now, if you remove those standards, we used to call them holiness standards. If you remove those, can people tell you belong to me because of what's on the inside of you? Like we're relying on the outside. Like, oh yeah, look at her. She looks the part. She's, 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 you know, got all the boxes checked. And so she must belong to God. But I felt like the Lord was saying to me, can people tell you belong to me by your spirit, by your heart, by the way you live, by the fact that when you walk in, the atmosphere changes, not because you don't have on pants and you don't have on jewelry, you don't have on makeup, but because you have on the spirit of Christ. And what a blow, because it was like, can they tell I'm saved? By the, by the life that I live and the spirit that I exude, and not because I followed the rules and regulations that man set up. And so I had to make myself say, you know what? This is not a sin. And not only that, I'm going to go ahead and do this because I'm relying on the outward rather than the spirit of God. And so again, if this is not your background, 
you're like, I don't get it. But many of you do get it because this thing, it, it can be a stronghold, this legalistic spirit, this spirit of religion, we call it. A lot of times it's the spirit of religion, which kind of makes me sad because we always say, well, I'm not religious. I, I have a relationship with God because we've allowed We've allowed certain things to co-opt what religion is because the Bible does talk about true religion and undefiled. There is a true religion. But anyway, that's a whole topic for another day where we've allowed people to take over terms that have a meaning, righteous meaning. And we've, I'm not religious. Well, we, we ought to be, according to the word, true religion. But you know what I mean. So um, we, we call it the spirit of religion. We call it legalism and, and all this stuff. And so it's quite a journey. It's been quite a journey, right? It was. And, 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 um, and we had to, as a church kind of be walked out of some things and kind of have our hands held as we, as we went through, come out of, uh, out of that. I'm not going to name any denomination, all that. And some of it's not even about denominations. It's in general. I mean, I grew up even in, even apart from the, the whole holiness standards, it was just a mindset about what a woman is supposed to look like in terms of, well, don't wear pants and don't, all this stuff. But the Lord began to deal with us and he brought us out of that. And I'll never, I'll never forget that the pastor of the church that I was in at that time, way back, he had a meeting with I believe it was just people who were, who were the core of the church or leadership. And he began to tell us that we were stepping out of this particular organization that we were a part of. And at the end of the meeting, as he began to explain these things, like what, what does the scriptures really say? What have we really given ourselves to that don't line up with the scriptures? And he said, we're going we're gonna to come out of this organization and I remember at the end of the meeting hearing a crash. And when he got back to his office, the ordination certificate from that organization had crashed on the floor on his, in his office. And we were like, okay, God, we, we get it. We get, I had already gotten it, but we, we get it. That was like a sign. This is, this is, yeah, this is the end of that era. And we're going to begin to step forth into what the word of God truly says and what grace is all about. Now, I know that there are a lot of people who still are in that and that's, I'm not judging them. I've got nothing to say about them, but I want to, I want to fast forward to, uh, to where we are now and why I'm thinking about all this. I've been reading a lot uh, the book of Galatians just over and over again and and how Paul had to deal had to had to write to the church there because they were embracing they were allowing people to put on them certain mandates from the law and he had to rebuke them they were trying to cause people to be uh, circumcised as the law stated, they were trying to be, they were being hypocritical. He withstood Peter to, to his face and to his face. And, you know, he just said, listen, this, we, here, here's the deal. We all know it. Cause we all say it. We are saved by grace through faith alone, right? It's not that we're earning. And I would hear that even when we were in legalism, I would hear all the time, 
right? You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. And so, and, and really there's no goodness, but that which is of God, but you would hear it all along, even though we hear it now, but I still wonder now, do we really have it? But Paul, he addressed this in, to the Galatians because he was saying, no, you have been made free. Christ has fulfilled the law. Now, do we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, but I have found, and, and, I, and I, I've just been grappling with this because I have found that Christians who love God, who are not under the, you know, the legalistic system that, that I was just talking about, many are still, we still have a legalistic mindset. Don't misunderstand me. I am not saying that we're supposed to be out there sinning. No, we have been given grace not to sin. We have been given freedom not to sin, but we've been given freedom to be led by the spirit. And these people were trying to cause Gentiles who had come to Christ to, to live as if they were under the law. And Paul said, no. That, I mean, and he was shocked. I, I encourage you to read Galatians because he didn't play around. He made it clear. Paul was someone who had been persecuting the church. He was zealous for God with the understanding that he had. But when he encountered Jesus, his world was changed and God sent him to minister to Gentiles. And there were people who were trying to make them live as if they were under the law. And they were not. He said, you couldn't even live under the law. And now you want them on this side of the cross to live under the law. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to name off a bunch of stuff that the church does. I could, but I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, how important it is for us to live under the grace. We are under the grace of God. Grace to live by the spirit. My point is you are not saved because you're wearing a skirt to your ankles or because you don't wear jewelry or because you give a certain amount. You're not saved for any of those reasons. You're saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. It was his works. We could not keep the law. Not that I would have to keep the law anyway, because I'm not, I'm not a Jew. Okay. That's a whole different story, right? But we couldn't keep the law. And, and, and Paul explains if, if we could, then, then Christ has died in vain. And if we go back and embrace that yoke of bondage, then, 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 then Paul said, then his work his labor in the gospel has been in vain. I just challenge the body of Christ to check our hearts because I feel like when we, when we feel that we are saved because we have checked this box, that box and the other box, we are, we're, we're sort of patting ourselves on the back that I got this because I did that, because I, I gave that, because I wore that, because I did all those things. 
um, that I'm told I'm supposed to do, and some of them based on the law, then that means I have more access to God. I have more access to his blessings. And we are, in many instances, so far off. We've allowed tradition to supersede the word of God. And I and I feel very strongly about that. And like I said, I'm not going to get all, all I'm not going to get extra specific. I'm just encouraging us. What does the word say? Because we are um, we can be a people who don't even care what the word says about certain things. We've never studied it for ourselves. We don't we don't we couldn't we can. As I heard a preacher say one time, you don't even know enough to disagree. You're not, you're not, you know, and I'm not saying that people who are listening to me don't know. I'm saying there are things that we honestly don't know enough about. We couldn't, we couldn't disagree with it because we have not, we've not done our due diligence to know what the word says. We've been taught a thing. And many times it's a modified version, even of the law. Not that we should be keeping the law anyway, because the Bible says, if you're going to keep the law, you've got to keep the whole law. But instead, we often hear people tell other people that if they don't keep a mod, and it's a modified version even, so it's not even the law, but a modified version of the law, that if they don't do that, then they're cursed and all this other stuff that simply doesn't line up with the word of God. And so I'm saying we have got to want God more than we want tradition. Traditions are good. Like we don't want to throw every tradition out. But every tradition that violates the word, that's not true to the word, that we're not willing to look into and dig into, then that's a problem. And if our heart attitude is that anything that I get from God is because of what I have checked off on a box is a misunderstanding of the grace of God. And it frustrates the grace of God. Again, do we continue in sin that grace may abound? No. Understanding grace is understanding that the power of God has been given to us to be led by the spirit of God. But it's not about you doing your part. Therefore, you have earned this. I've earned my house. I've earned my car because I did X, Y, and Z. I have a right to approach God because of X, Y, and Z. We are, we are we have a right to approach God because he said, come because Jesus fulfilled the law because Jesus said, come because he died. And on this side of the cross, we have access to God through Jesus. He shed his blood so that we could have access to him. We have to understand that it's all about him. And we say it, but we, many of us don't live like it. It's like the person we looked at back in the day who looked saved. Many of us are doing those things in our mindset. We, we have a heart for God. We love God. We're living for God. But we, I just, I challenge us to check our hearts. Are we, Lord, it's you. My old church um, back in, in, in New York before I moved here, we, we would say it's Jesus plus nothing. And, and so, I, like I said, I just, 
thinking on this, thinking on Galatians, thinking on the law, thinking on how we pick and choose what parts of the law we still want to hold people accountable to, and then modifying that. So we don't even have that right. And so I, I just, I just want to say that I just sometimes wonder, like, is would Jesus like recognize, is this what, and I'm hearing other people say the same thing, is the church as we know it now, is this what Jesus intended for his kingdom? Even as we've been talking about church and my pastor's been talking about and other people are talking about, it's not about just coming to church and sitting down and singing your three, four songs and doing the ritual. It's about how are we impacting the world, right? How are we impact, how are we making a difference? How are we living out uh, Christ? And so sometimes I go, man, does Jesus even, would he even recognize this? That it should be about the kingdom is what we call the church. Is that what God intended for his kingdom? And I, and I also believe that there are some things that we are so committed to, tradition, things that we just, many of us have never looked into. We just do because that's what we were told. And, and anybody who thinks you're not supposed to do it, then you laugh at them and you don't because you just, because you're clueless, honestly, about certain things because we haven't done our, our, our due diligence you know? And so, you know, I just sometimes wonder about the whole, the whole thing, the whole, um, the whole tradition thing that we go through sometimes. And I just want to go, all I want to know is what Jesus said. And sometimes people's mindsets about those things when they can't, when they're not able to see beyond the tradition, their mindsets are, I mean, this has got to be right. I mean, X, Y, and Z preacher preaches it and, you know, and look at, look at their ministry and, and stuff. And we've got to be careful with that. Cause you know, even in Galatians, like Paul has said, he said, listen, when the Lord spoke to me, he's like, look, I didn't go ask for permission. Why? Because I had the word of the Lord. Now I'm not saying that to say you don't need instruction because we, we do, we need covering and all that. And so we, we better want to be covered, you know? So I'm not saying that, but his point was that he wasn't impressed by the people you know, he had a walk with God himself. And so sometimes though we think, well, X, Y, and Z believes that, and this is what I, and I, I believe this, and some people may disagree with me because it kind of sounds a little hard, but I believe that we can have as much of God as we want. And I believe that there are people who don't want God to um, invade <laughs> uh their re religiosity, or they don't want God to invade their thinking. They don't want God to invade what man has taught them. They're not interested. So it's not so much that, well, if this was God, I would know it's, it's, it's there. Much of it is just in the word. It is, do we, I, I think the Lord sometimes says, well, you know, if you want to bang your head, that's your head. I mean, really, if you want, if you want to bang your head, then it's your head and you go ahead and bang it. But the word is what the word is. I don't care what anybody else says about it. Um, it it's, it's word. And then we also, we also need to, to have understanding. You know what? I'm gaining more and more respect for these three words. I don't know. There are some things, honestly, you know, just, just, you know, I had a friend back in college, my, my, uh, my friends, my close friends, 
And uh, one of them was saying to, to another friend, she was just, she's just like, you know, somebody asked her a question, you know, Hey, we were driving down the road and said, pull them over. Hey, can you tell me where, you know, Johnson street is? And she's like, and she'll sit up there and go, um, well, I, I, I think it's, yeah, let me, let me, I think, and she said, I just, she said, just say, I don't know. I mean, just say, I don't know. And I'm finding that there's power and I'm finding myself there, guys. I am there. There are some things I know that I know that I know. The one thing that is constant, I know Jesus is Lord. I know his character is flawless, but I don't know some things. I don't know why certain things are the way they are. I don't know why certain people have gone through certain things. I don't know why so-and-so passed away at such a young age. I don't know. I just don't know. And it's okay that I don't know. It's okay to say, I don't know. There are some things we just ain't gonna know on this side. And then there are some things that are available for us to know that we don't know because we haven't done our due diligence. And I got a whole lot in this, what I'm saying today. Um, but like I said, I, my, really my focus was sort of like my journey out of legalism, but then you got to say, you know, am I really out? Like, okay, so I'm, I, I don't believe anymore that I can't wear pants and I can't wear jewelry and I can't wear, you know, can't wear makeup. Or I, don't, I don't believe that necessarily, but, I, but do I have some other legalistic ideas? Like if I don't do it this way and I don't check this box and I don't, then, then I'm not right with God because, but when I do that, then I have more access to God than someone else. And that's the problem because that frustrates the grace of God because Jesus shed his blood because we could not live outside of his grace. We could not come before God to the holy of all, into his very presence. We could not without the blood. And so if you are doing it on your own, if it's about what you did, you have totally missed it. And I think in so many ways we have totally missed it. And I'm still, still grappling with things. I'm just being vulnerable. I'm still grappling with things. But one thing I know that Jesus paid the price. And I'm not going to allow anyone to say you're cursed about this, or you have to wear that, or I, let's be, you are free to be led by the spirit of God. And again, we need instruction. Do not misrepresent what I'm saying. Cause anybody honestly could take one piece and one piece and one piece and then say, this girl's off her rocker. Nope, I'm not. We're to be led by the spirit of God. We are to be led by the spirit of God, but we come before God because of what he did not because of what we do, because he paid the price, because we belong to him. And it's not about checking the box because the Bible says, if you're going to check one box, then you, you, you better check all of it. And we're, we couldn't do it, which is why Jesus came. It's such a good message. It's a message of freedom in Christ. It's a message that I'm saying that we have to be open and not elevate anything above the word above that truth. And we've got to check our hearts. Are we, are we in the word? And I'm, I'm talking to me too. Are we understanding what the scripture is saying? Do we know who we are in Christ? Do we understand the weight of what Jesus did for us? Are we legalistic still? 
Are we? Are we allowing our traditions to keep us from the full word of God and the freedom that God has for us? So, uh, now that's that's really what I came to share on this particular episode. They're like people going, wait a minute, what did last week? She talking about Ron DeSantis and who's going to be Trump's VP when he's when he wins the nomination? And man, wasn't week before that wasn't she talking about singles and and you know? And so again, A to Z. Adrian is on it. I'm not, I'm not in the box. You know, I'm just not in the box. And this was on my heart. So this is what I want to share. God is moving. God is building his kingdom. And I believe that we're at a time where we need to be close to the word. We need to be close to people of God. So we don't get off track. We need our hearts to be right. And that can be a battle in of itself. I did an episode about that before. You know, and there is going to be a separation. A lot, there is going to be um, trials and tribulations, even to to stand for what is true, um, as Paul was doing here in, in Galatians, that which I'm talking about here. But yeah, there are going to be battles, and there always have been battles for people who have committed their lives to God from people who have not from the world. But I believe that there are going to be battles from within. I mean, I, I don't like to say that, you know, but I, but I think that there, there, there's, there may be, it may cost you. It may cost you to stand for truth. It may be a cost and that not being from out in the world, but from inside. And are we willing to stand for what is righteous according to the word? That's really important. So anyway, thank you for listening to me. I appreciate that all the time. I am watching if you're watching on YouTube. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm like got that militant spirit going. And, and speaking of that, I want to remind you again about Guardians of Liberty, formerly known as We the People in Jackson, Missouri, which meets every Tuesday at five o'clock p.m. in Delmonico's. And it's all about bringing in guests and it's about equipping people to take a stand and to know their rights and to make a difference on the local level um, and right on up. It all matters. So check out Guardians of Liberty and meet some wonderful people who are standing for liberty, proclaiming liberty throughout all the land. That is Guardians of Liberty. All right, everybody, YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, the Adrian Ross show. And I would love for you to subscribe. I'd love for you to leave a comment, to share. I need your help there so we can bust through that algorithm. All right. So go to the Adrian Ross show on YouTube. Also go to the Adrian Ross show on Apple podcasts, on Google, Google podcasts, Spotify, all those things, and leave a rating and a review. Give me that five-star rating. If it's worth it, it's worth it. Give that rating, write that quick review or a long review, whatever suits your fancy. Go to my substack, adrianross.substack.com. adrianross.substack.com. Why? Because I don't just speak. I am a writer. And so you can check out what I write over at Substack. You can subscribe. There are various subscription options. Hey, 
I would appreciate you pick one of the paid subscriptions, extremely inexpensive, and it is the support that is extremely helpful. So adrianross.substack.com. And don't forget, don't forget, go to the BMG Network. That is thebmgnetwork.com. Check out the other podcasters there. Show them some love as well. All right. God bless you. Catch you next time. God willing on The Adrian Ross Show.